Chapter Seventeen of the Bobbsey Twins on the Deep Blue Sea by Laura Lee Hope. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. A Queer Nest Nan and Bert, who with Freddie were splashing out in the water a little way from where Flossie sat on the beach, heard the cries of the little girl and hurried to her. But Mr. and Mrs. Bobbsey were the first to reach Flossie. What is it? asked Mr. Bobbsey. "'What's the matter?' asked Flossie's mother. "'Oh, he's pulling me, he's pulling me,' answered the little girl. And surely enough, something behind her, which Mr. and Mrs. Bobbsey could not see, did appear to have hold of the little short skirt of the bathing suit Flossie wore. "'Can it be a little dog playing with her?' asked Mr. Bobbsey. "'We'd hear him bark if it was,' his wife answered. "'And I don't believe there are any dogs on this island.' Flossie was trying to pull away from whatever had hold of her, and the little girl was having a hard time of it. Her bare feet dug in the white sand, and she leaned forward, just as she would have done if a dog had had hold of her short skirt from behind. Mr. Bobbsey, running fast, caught Flossie in his arms, and when he saw what was behind her, he gave a loud shout. "'It's a turtle!' he cried. "'A great big turtle, and it took a bite out of your dress, Flossie girl!' "'Will it bite me?' asked the little fairy. "'Not now,' the twin's father answered with a laugh. "'There, I'll get you loose from him.' Mr. Bobbsey gave a hard pull on Flossie's bathing suit skirt. There was a sound of tearing cloth, and then Mr. Bobbsey could lift his little girl high in his arms. As he did so, Mrs. Bobbsey, who hurried up just then, saw on the beach behind Flossie a great big turtle, and in its mouth which looked something like that of a parrot, was a piece of the bathing skirt. Mr. Bobbsey had torn it loose. "'Oh, if he had bitten you instead of your dress,' cried Mrs. Bobbsey. "'Flossie, are you hurt?' "'No, she isn't hurt a bit,' her father said. "'But of course it is a good thing that the turtle did not bite her. "'How did it happen, Flossie?' "'Well, I was resting here after I tried to swim,' answered the little girl, "'for she was learning to swim.' And all of a sudden I wanted to get up, for Freddy called me to come and see how he could float. But I couldn't get up. This mud turkle had hold of me. It isn't a mud turtle, said Mr. Bobbsey, but it certainly had hold of you. Just then Cousin Jasper came along and saw the turtle crawling back toward the water. Ha! I'll stop that and we'll have some turtle soup for dinner tomorrow, he cried. Not so fast, Mr. Turtle. With that, Cousin Jasper turned the turtle over on its back, and there the big creature lay, moving its flippers, which it had instead of legs. They were broad and flat. "'Won't it bite you?' asked Freddy, who, with Nan and Bert, had waded ashore. "'Not if I don't put my hand too near its mouth,' Cousin Jasper answered. "'If I did that, it would take hold of me, as it took hold of Flossie's dress. But I'm not going to let it.' "'Did the turtle scare you, little fat fairy?' "'I I guess it did,' she answered. "'Anyhow, I hollered.' "'You certainly did,' her father said with a laugh. "'At least you hallooed.' "'What are you going to do with it?' asked Bert, as he watched the big turtle, which still had hold of the piece torn from Flossie's bathing skirt. "'We'll eat him. That is, part of him. Made into soup,' answered Cousin Jasper.' "'Can't he get away?' Nan inquired. "'Not when he's on his back,' said Mr. Dent. 
That's how the people down here catch turtles. They go out on the beach, and when any of the crawling creatures are seen, they are turned over as soon as possible. There they stay until they can be picked up and put into a boat to be taken to the mainland and sold. Can they bite hard? asked Bert. Pretty hard, yes. See what a hold it has of Flossie's dress. I had to tear it to get it loose, returned Mr. Bobbsey, and the turtle still held in his mouth, which was like the beak of a parrot, a piece of the cloth. He looks funny, put in Nan, but I feel sorry for him. Bert and Freddie laughed at Nan for this. The turtle must have been crawling along the beach to go back into the ocean for a swim, said Cousin Jasper, and it ran right into Flossie as she sat on the sand. Then, not knowing just what sort of danger was near, the turtle bit on the first thing it saw, which was Flossie's dress. And it held on awful tight, said the little girl. It was just like sometimes when our dog Snap takes hold of a stick and pulls it away from you. At first I thought it was Snap. Snap couldn't swim away down here from Lakeport, said Freddie with some scorn. I know he couldn't, said his little sister, but only at first I thought it was Snap. Are there any more turkles here, Cousin Jasper? Well, yes, a great many, I suppose. They come up out of the sea now and then to lie on the sand in the sun. But I don't believe any more of them will take hold of you. Just look around before you sit down and you'll be all right. My, he's a big one, cried Bert, as he looked at the wiggling creature turned on its back. Oh, that isn't half the size of some, said Cousin Jasper. They often get to weigh many hundreds of pounds. But this one is large enough to make plenty of soup for us. I'll tell Captain Crane to send the men over to get it. A little later, the turtle was taken on board the swallow in the boat and the cook got it ready for soup. And I think he'll make very good soup indeed, said the cook. He certainly ought to make good soup, answered Captain Crane. It will be nice and fresh, if nothing else. While Mr. Chase and his men were mending the broken engine, and the cook was making turtle soup, the Bobbsey twins, with their father and mother and cousin Jasper, stayed on Palm Island. They walked along the shore under the shady trees and watched the blue waves break up on the white sand. Overhead, birds wheeled and flew about, sometimes dashing down into the water with a splash to catch a fish or get something else to eat. It's getting near dinner time, said Mr. Bobbsey after a while. I guess you children had better get ready to go back to the boat for a meal. You must be hungry. I am, answered Nan. It always makes me hungry to go in swimming. I'm hungry anyhow, even if I don't go in swimming, Bert said. Perhaps we could have a little lunch here on Palm Island without going back to the Swallow, Mrs. Bobbsey suggested. Oh, that would be fun, cried Nan. Daddy and I will go to the ship in the boat and get the things to eat, proposed Bert. Then we'll bring them here and have a picnic. Yes, we might do that, Mr. Bobbsey agreed. It will save work for the cook who must be busy with that turtle, will go and get the things for an island picnic. This is almost like the time we were on Blueberry Island, said Nan, when her father and brother had rowed back to the Swallow. Only there isn't any cave, Freddie said. Maybe there is, returned Nan. We haven't looked around yet. Maybe we might find a cave here, 
Mightn't we, Mother? Oh, yes, you might, but don't go looking for one. I don't want you to get lost here. We must all stay together. In a little while, Bert and Mr. Bobbsey came back with baskets filled with good things to eat. They were spread out on a cloth on the clean sand not far from where the waves broke on the beach, and then, under the waving palms, the picnic was held, Captain Crane and Cousin Jasper having a share in it. On the swallow, the men still worked to mend the broken engine. "'How long shall we be here?' Mr. Bobbsey asked. "'About two days more,' answered Captain Crane. "'It will take longer than we at first thought to fix the break.' "'Oh, I'm sorry about that,' exclaimed Cousin Jasper. "'I wanted to get to the other island as soon as we could and save Jack. "'It must be very lonesome for him there, "'and perhaps he is hurt or has become ill. "'I wish we could get to him.' "'We'll go there as soon as we can,' promised Captain Crane. "'I am as anxious to get that poor boy as you are, Mr. Dent. "'At the same time, I hope he has, before this,' been taken off the island by some other boat that may have seen him waving to them. I hope so, too, said Mr. Dent. Still, I would feel better if we were at the other island and had Jack safe with us. They all felt sorry for the poor boy and wondered what he was doing just then. I hope he has something as good to eat as we have, Nan spoke with a sigh of satisfaction. Indeed, this is a very nice meal for a picnic, said her mother. We ought to be very thankful to Cousin Jasper for taking us on such a nice voyage. I am glad you like it, returned Mr. Dent. All the while I was in the hospital, as soon as I was able to think, my thoughts were with this poor boy. I tried to get the hospital people to send a boat to rescue Jack, but they said he could not be on the island, or the sailors who brought me off would have seen him. Then they thought I was out of my head with illness and paid little attention to me. Then I thought of you, Dick, and I wrote to you. I knew you liked traveling about, and especially when it was to help someone. Indeed I do, said the father of the Bobbsey twins, and if all goes well, we'll soon rescue Jack. After the picnic lunch, the Bobbseys and their friends sat in the shade of the palms and talked over what had so far happened on the voyage. Flossie and Freddie wandered down the beach, and the little girl was showing her brother where she sat when the turtle grabbed her dress. "'Let's dig a hole in the sand,' Freddie said a little later. "'We haven't any shovels,' Flossie answered. "'We can take shells,' said Freddie. Soon the two little twins were having fun in the sand of the beach. They had not been digging very long when Freddie gave a shout. "'Oh, I hope nothing more has happened.' exclaimed Mrs. Bobbsey, starting up. "'What is it, Freddie?' called Mr. Bobbsey. "'Look at the funny nest we found,' answered the little boy. "'It's a funny nest in the sand, and it's got a lot of chicken's eggs in it. Come and look!' End of chapter 17